0: Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. It is your boy, K-Troll, on the mic today. It is 2024. It's a new year. Same E. Look at that man. He's still <laughs> surviving. He's still in the wilderness. A pool boy himself, Ethan Gale yeah. fan. What is up?
1: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I was not in any championships in this past week. But again, it's it's a long season. The fact that we survived. You know, that's I think that's how you always look at fantasy football at the end of each season. You're like, I made it because... Honestly, as we've spoken about throughout this entire season, there are times when you're like, why do I do this? I hate it so much. And it brings you so much anger, frustration, and anxiety. So the fact that you can survive the season, make it through still with your computer intact, your phone not cracked after throwing it so many times uh, is
0: is an accomplishment in and of itself. I want to kind of circle back on that because I had this weirdly existential thought today is i was rolling my trash cans okay. back in from the curb i was sitting here and i was thinking about fantasy football and the podcast and all that and trash
1: cans so i was like this is
0: fitting my team trash is- my team ended up trash i had the same thought you were just talking about which is like of course mid-season you're i was like why the hell do i do this i'm so angry all the time like i just it's not worth it and then you win and you're like it's amazing i love it That's- the problem with fantasy football as i see it is There is no reflecting back on the hard work, the journey, the camaraderie built. Like, yes, you do build, like I do think it does bring people together, which is great. And it it gives me a good reason to stay in touch with people as well, which I love. That's true. But there is no grind in fantasy football that you can feel accomplished having done something. Okay. And what I mean by that is in real sports, I look back at like playing sports in high school and I think about like how hard we worked and how much we came together as a team and supported each other and like went from being absolutely terrible to being decent to being really good. And like that, God, what great, a great feeling that progress was. And it's your physical, it's up to your physicality and your abilities and how much I grew as like a player and a teammate and a leader and all these different things. Right. All these great things I got to take away from it, even though, at the climax, we make it to like our state playoffs in football, for instance, and we lose this game, and it's like devastating. But but you I can have look that back, on back on a seven and two season and all the wins and all the big plays and all the great throws or handoffs or whatever, like all these great things that happen, and be like, you know what, that was that was worth the experience, and it was a journey, and it was a whole thing. Fantasy football does not have that at all. (laughs) I don't, I'm, I made it to the championship in our new, brand new dynasty league, which I'm stoked about this league in general. And I love dynasty. And I think that gives us a little bit more. That's a little bit. bit That's a different animal, a little bit. Different animal. But so I make it to the championship and I felt I came up short to a a superior team. I'm not upset. I'm not that upset. I mean, I'm bummed. I'm not that upset about it. But I'm not looking back on it being like, you know what though? Like I've come a long way and I grew, and I just got stronger and faster. And like, you know, I, I'll always have his memories. Like, there are no memories. There are no right. memories of fantasy football. That they, they don't matter. It's like remember week well, seven when I won that game against you because my guys played well that one day. Like they played, they got a touchdown in the finals. You okay. I mean, got 30 yards I, as
1: opposed to 20. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I think you you did mention that so I think that does step it up a little bit because you are keeping these guys. So you can say, no, I made this shrewd move and it's going to be paying off for years to come. Or, yes. oh my gosh, I made this mistake. I should not have traded this guy away because that's the thing. This is your team forever. However long the league goes or however long we want to stay in it. You know, so that's, that's kind of the difference because so I'm looking at our league that we've had forever. And I made a couple of good moves. Like one of the, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, spoiler alert, like, I picked up Rasheed Rice after, I think, three or four weeks. And that ended up being a great pickup for me. And he was one of the best receivers, especially down the stretch. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I end up losing in the semifinals. Doesn't matter now. It's not like I get to keep them next year. It's not like right. I get some
0: diamond that you found that you get to re- be rewarded but for I just over the, the ride. Rewarding. It's like, no, nope. yeah.
1: it's now just completely whiteboarded again. It's like, God. Yep. So, yes. I So, I feel like in that respect, it is very def- deflating. That's like, well, crap. I, there's there's nothing else. I there's I got nothing from this year, and there's nothing to look back on. And I can't even use the pieces or the goodness that I did have to move forward.
0: So I know you have a I different
1: know. experience, on our league because you're like screw this year,
0: yeah. forget <laughs> this entire year. Like I want to flush it down the toilet and start over with a redraft. And so it, it's kind of nice to have a fresh start next year. But it's yeah. also like at the end of the season, you're always reminded of how daunting it is to to lock it in for all these weeks. And try and and jockey and navigate a season, and just to make it to the championship, and like it's so much, it's so much work throughout the season to get this thing, yeah. um, to get this thing right that it's so, kind of exhausting at the end.
1: It yeah. is, it is uh, to kind of go back to our dynasty league, and I know this is going to be a very sore subject for you as I start talking about this. So my team was complete crap this entire season. Like they just underperformed. I, a couple big injuries with like a Joe Burrow and T Higgins not really ever showing up to the end of the season. So I, I was terrible um, again. And I talked about, it, I wasn't sure about the draft strategy anyway, but towards the end of the season, my last four weeks, you know, I made a couple silly pickups that ended up paying out, you know, like the Jake Brownings and Joe Flackos, you know, everyone was laughing at me, but I, I literally needed a quarterback to start. You know, I traded for Brock Purdy. Um, you know, I do have a, a couple draft picks now traded for that I've, I've stocked up, but during the end, those last four weeks, my team actually showed what it could be, and that was without some of my big boys. So I was, you know, you talk about seeing the growth. As much as fantasy football where you can see some growth, I saw that in my team, and I was like, you know what? I appreciate the momentum I have leading into next season. It gives me a a, a slight glimmer of hope. Uh, so, it, it, you know, I knocked off a couple big dogs at the end of the season. Not that they mattered. Like, it didn't matter for me. I was going to finish last regardless. It didn't matter for them. They were going to finish first or third or whoever. Or wherever, but it just I was like, okay, this shows like my team can show up, can do certain things. And so this is where you're gonna get mad at me. As you were going into your final matchup, as you said to me, you were reaching out to literally everyone trying to get a final trade and get your last piece to hopefully compete against Brent because his team was stacked. It was a great team. Um, and you were going after my boy Kyron Williams. And at that moment, you know, it had it been just a regular league, like, yeah. Of course, trade. I don't care, but credit—that's a little sleazy. But here, I was like, you know what? He is a young piece for me. Like he showed up basically the entire season, besides the the three or four games he was hurt. And I was like, I don't think I can let him go. You were offering me like a first round pick and and Najee and all that. I was like, you know what? No, I gotta, I gotta see what this guy can do. I I have an actual young piece that produced. I gotta hold on to him. And obviously, you got super mad. Unfortunately, he also had an amazing last week. Um, Yeah. As so I knew he, he
0: would. Yes, and that's, and that's why, why I, I needed him. him. <laughs> so, as I had him on my team, I would have won, by the way. Let the way, listeners know. But that would not have done
1: me any good. I need to keep my my, my strong piece for next year as I build, as I ride this momentum. Granted, we didn't show up in the playoffs, but it was the toilet bowl. I told my team, you know what? Just go home to your families. We had a great end of the season run. I'm proud that's of true. you guys. Let's go. Just rest up. Don't get hurt. We're going to opt out the last in the playoff, in the toilet bowl. We opted near out. Florida State. Right. Yeah,
0: near Florida State. You opted out.
1: Yeah, so it was okay. It was okay. So,
0: yes, it was frustrating. It was – but, uh, yeah, I, I have this helpless feeling this morning where I was reflecting <laughs> on the season and just feeling like, what is it all for? The yeah. dynasty aspect, I do I do strongly recommend. If you have not done this before, super cool. It does give you a, a different feeling because you can't it's just give up it. on the season and you yeah. also – um, you can't just – you don't have to sit here and feel like, well, that was all for nothing because to your point, like your team did finish last in the regular season, but there's a lot of promise there and there's a lot of young talent and there's a draft coming up, which is super fun. Like The way the dynasty works is after the NFL actual draft, you go in and draft anywhere from three to five rounds worth of draft picks to add only rookies to your roster. And then you're kind of like back in that, what are they going to do? Let's see. I can't wait to find out. So you've got, and it, you've got people trading draft picks. Right. Got like I was gonna say, draft picks
1: and whatever. The whole trading of draft picks really kind of exemplifies the, the GM aspect of it. You know, in, in your normal leagues, yes, you are the GM and you, you do make pickups and trades. But then again, it just gets completely washed. But here you can literally trade your 2028 first and second rounder for a veteran right now and stuff like that, which is a cool thing. So like, I'm excited because I do have the first pick. And I'm sure as soon as the NFL draft is over, it's going to be wild. We're all going to be texting, so seeing who can trade draft picks, see where. Oh yeah. You you and I talked offline. Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver prospect in this draft, or one of the best, probably top two best,
0: the best in like the history of the NFL. It seems like
1: right. And so you're like, okay, I had the first overall pick. I may look at him, but then we talk about it depends where he lands. If he goes to New England. I'm hesitant because yeah, no, no thanks. That offense is hot garbage. So, do I really want to waste my first overall pick? So, it might be something where I decide to trade down and maybe stockpile a couple more picks, still have a good first rounder, but maybe, but then I just feel like I'm being freaking Belichick, which I hate because he's the worst drafter anyway. You're so, be it, it, I it, cannot, it, wait. Adds, it adds a whole new dimension, which is cool. And it's going to be, like, a lot of excitement as we're going back and forth. Like, I've already gotten a couple offers for the – or say what's it going to take for the first overall pick. Um, so, it's cool.
0: It's fun. I can't wait for you to draft Sam Hartman number one overall. <laughs> I believe in this guy. Trust me. Know. He's got the talent.
1: No, I'm going to draft a receiver who has a 4840 It's like, no, but he's a great root runner. It's no separation, but he's, he's a great root runner.
0: <laughs> no one's even heard of him. But you're going to – oh, my God. They're going to say what an incredible pick eventually. I'm gonna Tyquan
1: actually draft an offensive tackle. That's actually gonna be my, my yeah.
0: he gets Okay, so, many so that was a, a little bit of sadness there talking about. I was just feeling kind of, kind of hey, defeated this morning. But get it. A dynasty dynasty does help me hang on. I'm excited about that. Keeper leagues are also like a way to test the waters and get into dynasty. I think if you've ever done a keeper league where you keep maybe like two or three guys yeah, each two, year, yeah. you know, and there's like a, a round penalty like when you draft them or whatever. I did that for years um, in my old company, and that gave me at least some semblance of like, hey, if you get a really good player early, take a chance on somebody, you can hang on to him for years. I mean, I remember having Zeke when he first came into the league; I had him for years. Um, so, like little things like that are—they're fun. It does change the game a little bit, but um, yeah, you you do gain zero physical skills and <laughs> and or memories from this stupid online sport. <laughs> I get more headaches does that count that's physicality You uh, throw things and get angry and Working force yourself to watch football all day when you probably shouldn't be doing anything else but anyway anyway uh, i digress so you had a good idea i thought today which is to go through the season look at our team from our long-standing 20-year college once college league and that's talk great. about some players who really impressed you that surprised you this year and then also some disappointments um, so we're going to go through our own roster Grab one kind of one of each or one or two yes. of each and um, tell the people if Festivus airing of grievances, it's time, <laughs> time for that right now. Let's go well, with people. With- first. Let's go with that first. <laughs> All right.
1: Fair, fair. So, OK, if we're going to go with the airing of grievances. Um, this is going to be a guy who I actually drafted and drafted him first round. Uh, and it was Stefan Diggs. And the reason why I say Stefan, because, like, well, he was, you know, he probably ended the year top 10 or top 15 receiver, top 10. I drafted him in the first round. Um, with the expectations that you, you're you not top 15, you're top five, uh, top three, because you know besides Tyree, it was like Tyree Kim and Justin Jefferson, Jamar Justin Chase. Jefferson, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so one of top those four five.
0: guys was like top, in the top.
1: And he started, and it it also helped the fact that second round, since I couldn't get Patrick Mahomes, which was going to be my strategy, as I said to everyone, roll the tape, uh, since he was taking him in the first round, I could not get him. I went with Josh Allen. I was like, you know what? I got to get a top, quarterback and the fact that i compare him with Diggs, i thought was recipe for immense success first four weeks of the season it was he, they were whenever he was in trouble he would look to spawn he was getting the first four weeks of the season he had 100 yards every game something like 20 or so fantasy points every time like this is exactly what yeah. i wanted yeah you look at his stats after week five or maybe week six has not hit 100 yards this entire rest of the season and he has been – I there would be games I would literally be coming down to Allen and Diggs where I needed them to at least just be solid and I'll yeah. be fine. Allen would show up because if, even if he wasn't throwing touchdowns, he was running them in. So I could always count on Josh Allen for at least 25 points, which was my strategy from the beginning. Get a quarterback who you can count on for 25 every time, and that was it. Yep. No qualms with Josh. Diggs would disappear, and that would be infuriating. And so I'd end up losing by like – Four points. Granted, I only had three regular season losses or four, but those were the key ones. And that would that's the difference between me getting a buy in the first round for winning the regular season. I was one game off of winning the regular season, and be, I, I ended up losing by four or five points. So Stefan Diggs, weirdly enough to say, disappointment.
0: Yeah, first oh. half of the season was an absolute monster. Through week nine, actually, was an absolute monster. But you're right. After week six, there were no 100-yard games. He did continue to impress with PPR, I mean, and touchdowns, so he was good. But after week nine, here are his point totals in week 10 on them. 6.4, 6.7, 19.4, you're happy, 6.4, 8.8, 7.9, 7.1. And these you are can't. full point PPR. Full that point is, PPR. That's devastating for your first round pick first in the second half of pick. the season.
1: In the second half, which is the crucial, the most crucial part right? yeah, for in the sure. playoffs. And that's in the playoffs. So, yeah. it can't happen. Playoffs? Playoffs? That's the so, playoffs. Stephon Diggs, my first overall pick and my greater disappointment, just because of the stakes. You know, any other receiver, if you draft that person in the, the fourth, fifth round, you're fine with that. Crushed in the first half. A little disappointing, but you know what? It's like my fifth round pick.
0: Yeah, what would you expect? Oh, yeah.
1: Can't first have First round's got to be
0: consistent for you. In my first round. So, as they have said many times, you can't win your draft in the first round, but you can lose your draft in the first round, and that is typically a note to just don't get cute, don't don't right. like way overreach for someone just that early. And- there are at least ten or twelve complete studs you should be able to rely on every year, mm-hmm. and that's you made the right call. Right process over results. That's the right call. It's just he's he's burned people second half of the season. Yes. So I will see your Stefan Diggs and I will raise you one Austin Eckler. Cause <laughs> <As> I'm <laughs> certain everyone was, was sure that was going to be my name. Austin oh. Eckler gave me fits this year. He started out with a 27.4 point week one. And I was like, that's why I went with it. And I'll that's tell you, guy. if you remember from the draft, I had, I think the four spot and I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill and it's going to come back around and I'm going to get like a Tony Pollard or, or Jameer Gibbs, or somebody like that. And I got to the four spot and Tyree Kill was there, but so was Eckler because Nick Chubb went before me, and maybe I was a five. I forget. I was like, Austin Eckler's still here. I've got to take him, right? I mean, that's like it should be a top two or maybe three pick. So I jumped on Eckler, and after week one, I was like, what a steal! Wow. Tyreek <laughs> blew up, and I was like, oh god, uh, maybe I made the wrong choice. But then Eckler comes out of that game with an injury, misses three weeks. Then they're on bye, and I'm like, oh great, at least he's back. In a couple of weeks of trash three weeks in a row of being an absolute monster. And I'm like, okay, he's back. He just had to get healthy. We're good. And then he shit the bed <laughs> so hard, just like Stefan Diggs, almost the exact same point totals, really seven, nine and a half, four point seven. 4.7. point seven. You'd have a 21 in there. Uh, might've been on my bench at that point. Cause I was so mad at him. 7.8, yep. 11.6, 4.0, like toward the end, they're just absolutely killing you. And again, first round pick. So again, like you don't have some other complete stud to, to fall back on when you, when you draft Austin Eckler, like you're, you're kind of building your team around, like, especially if you do like a hero RB where you take one really strong one and then wait, yep. like that could have worked out this year. I don't, I don't know like who those later guys were, but like if you were counting on Austin Eckler leading your team, he just completely let you down the second half of the season.
1: Uh, I, and yes, that I just remember talking with you and how incredibly frustrating and the fact that, you know, when he, when he first got hurt, you picked up Josh Kelly because he had a great week one or week two and then he completely just was terrible yeah. like right yeah
0: he also was great week one yeah that's right so screw the charters screw uh so yes disappointing. screw I, the charters I, I, I had him in our yeah. dynasty league too it was another problem yeah. i was like you, in I dynasty guess. you're thinking yeah. about when are they going to fall off the cliff and you want to get yeah. rid of them before that happens and you want to get maximum trade value for them so you typically i think you want to be like a year early on that it was like it happened mid-season and i was like well, yeah. too late what do i do now um, What do I do? I Slight honorable mention
1: for disappointment was Aaron Jones. And the reason why I say that is well, same thing as Eckler. Great week one. Gets hurt. Sits out the next week or two. But then it's like, I'm still hurt, but I'm going to play like five snaps a game. But everyone's saying, yep, he's full go. and But he wasn't. And that hurt me because it's not that I went RB zero to start the draft. But, you know, when I start off with Stephon Diggs and then I go with my quarterback. Yeah. You know, the, the two, the, the main ones are gone. So I yeah. thought Aaron Jones always finishes top 10. He's not a sexy yeah. name. He's not flashy, but he's going to get you like 13 to 16 points.
0: It's a great third round pick at the end of the third round. That was a great, yeah. I was like, dang, you're pretty stacked. So I felt great. And, but he was just never
1: there all year, just with nagging injury. He then would go out for two more games then come back, get you like seven points, go out two more games. So honorable
0: mention Aaron Jones. <laughs> I have an honorable mention as well. And I kind of planted my flag on this dude and was really excited about him. I took him probably a a round early, maybe even two rounds early, but I got in our draft. I'm not mad at myself for this, but it was one of those where I kept in my head. I was thinking the analysts would say, do this, but what is your gut telling you? And my gut, historically, my gut has been better than average. I think it's been like, I'm in Ross St. Brown type. Like I I love the dude CD lamb. I was, I was in on him way early. (laughs) Tony Pollard this year, you could argue was a disappointment, but. I was like, dude, I'm, I've got a gut for this thing. I think I know who I want. I jumped in on Christian Watson. Christian, I knew you Name were. Name is say was Aaron Jones. Didn't know at the time, of course. I was super pissed because he missed the first three weeks of the season with an injury that I knew nothing about. And we drafted the day before the first game of the season. Right. <laughs> Where did this come from? Uh, so he misses three games. He comes in, a couple of 10 point games, not great. They go on a bye. And then he has a four week stretch. I'm like, what in the hell is happening to this dude? He's getting decent targets, 5.8, 7. Decent targets, he can't catch anything. He and Jordan Love are on the wrong page. That's a problem. Then I'm starting to question everything because I'm like, some of the preseason hype was about how Romeo Dobbs was Jordan Love's favorite guy. And I'm like, yeah, but Christian Watson's a freak athlete. He's Mm -hmm. so fast. He's unguardable. Like, whatever, right? Um, So then he starts to tear it up a little bit, Okay. It's a 10-and-a-half-point week, and then two 20-point weeks. 20.4, 20. 20. Yeah. 27.6. I think both of those might have been on my bench. I don't they think Because <laughs> I remember, I was like, oh, crap, Christian wants blown up. I can't wait to see. Oh. <laughs> He's yeah, not on perfect. my bench. On my bench. And it was against, like, you know, Detroit, bad pass defense. Kansas City, great pass defense. Didn't matter. He was blowing up against both of them. And then he gets hurt, I guess, against Kansas City, and he never came back <laughs> <laughs> he playing for the rest of the season. So it's was I'm like, done. What in the hell? I got two yeah. actually really good weeks out of him. I didn't play him, I don't think, during either. And so frustrating because I, I saw and know what the talent is and what he could do. And I don't view him in the same like when I'm saying that I'm kind of describing Chase Claypool. I don't I don't view him like a Chase Claypool type. No, he's who, way better. He has some Claypool. spike weeks too. I think he's like a legit stud receiver, but I'm just like the health was the nagging injuries and all this stuff, like drove me crazy this year. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, my, let's let's turn the tables a little bit now. Let's say like i'm a, proud upside uh, down. We were proud of who who, who outshine their expectations. And so I already mentioned this this man, uh, Rasheed Rice. As I said, I picked him up relatively early in the season. I think it was week four or five. I might have needed a receiver because of bye weeks, whatever it was. And as we found out from the Chiefs, they literally have no other reliable receiver. Even Travis Kelsey, you know, dropped off a little bit because maybe the defense were focusing on him because they're like no one else can catch a ball. Uh, but then Rasheed Rice became the go to guy. And you look at his last six weeks, 15 or above every time, or 13 and above, which is exactly what you want. One from a waiver pickup, you know, he, yeah. him being my wide receiver three, but honestly at times he was my wide receiver two or one because Cooper Cup is also a little disappointing. He was, anyway. So super powder of Rasheed Rice. Again, it's disappointing because it does me no good moving on. Um, Hooray for me, but doesn't yeah, didn't do anything. It's going to go in
0: the third round, so so yep, much <laughs> now, for that.
1: Yeah. So, but switch back to Dynasty. Good on Drader. He has Rashid Rice. You're like, I ain't never gonna be able to get him from him. So that sucks. No. Uh, but yeah, I'd say he was definitely the the bright spot of my my one find, and mm-hmm. and really outperformed anything I could have hoped for. So very happy for Rashid.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was I was thinking about this and and maybe changing it to more like philosophically what I've learned that I'm gonna do next year because I made it. I've ma- I I kind of made a vow, but what I will say, I'll, I'll give an answer, which is. Anthony Richardson slash CJ Stroud. I drafted Richardson. I missed all the quarterbacks I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. I got Richardson. And for the first four weeks, he was like QB three. I mean, he was like insanely, insanely good for fantasy. He kept getting dinged up. And I was like, dude's got to learn to slide or not take it. <laughs> and he like broke his shoulder or whatever happened. Yeah. So was like, okay, too. obviously like um, he's got to mature a little bit with how he runs the ball, but they're running him very effectively. Kind of like Justin Fields when he's good. And he's got a cannon for an arm. He had a connection there with Josh Downs and Michael Pittman was kind of working. Like I don't know, I was really excited about him. He goes down. I pick up CJ Stroud off the waiver wire, and he he goes ham. I mean, the rest is history, Stag. right? He goes absolutely ham, especially when Tank Dell was there. And he's all of a sudden he's the next big thing in the, in the NFL. So that was a great pickup. Kind of the same story. He he helped me through the one patch where I was like winning. I won like five out of six games, I think. And it was all because of him and Tank Dell, honestly, together, the two of them. Uh, Dell goes down with the injury. Then CJ gets banged up, and all of a sudden, the wheels fell off for me because I didn't have a whole lot behind that. Um, But I will say, what that taught me, though, and maybe this is my vow for next year, we'll see, but I'm thinking about not drafting a quarterback next year. (laughs) Okay? We came out of this year with Baker Mayfield, Stafford, Joe Flacco. These guys are completely (laughs) adequate quarterbacks. I think you can stream quarterbacks all year at this point in the NFL, especially with all it's, the wild card names that are coming out there. So many more guys are now mobile. Like, I'm just – I don't know. Why
1: bother? It's, Why bother? I mean, it's funny you say that. Look at the championship matchup between Drader and Aaron. The winning quarterback was Nick Mullins, and the losing quarterback was Matthew Stafford. So that was your quarterback matchup in the championship game of our fantasy yeah. league. And so, you know, this goes against what I've been saying coming into this year. It's like I need – that quarterback, and so you're saying you you might be streaming them. It's especially the the thing. Obviously, you can never predict injuries, but how many starting quarterbacks actually finished the season this year? Out of thirty two, I want to say fifteen. Half, 14, yeah, probably half, maybe. And maybe. you had big names go down, so yep. you know you could be onto something. Uh, I mean, the, the a couple of big names were there all year. The Holmes, Allen,
0: Hurts, Lamar. Hurts.
1: But after that, you know your after Herbert, that, I mean, he was,
0: Herbert, your Burrow, Kirk
1: Cousins goes down. I even mean, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, who people were super high on this year. Rodgers, so, I mean, you may be on something. On. I yeah. need to ride this this stud quarterback out. I think at least another season because I, I did have good results. Josh Allen, as I he did exactly what I needed. I was still frustrated with him, and sometimes. But he did exactly
0: what I well, needed. Well, this just happened to be his year, and like he was a second quarterback instead of the first. He he should be QB one next year, really, right? Assuming the same results. But at the same time, if Diggs is getting that much older, if they move on from Diggs, or if he retires, or what, like I don't know, Diggs thing is kind of concerning. Allen's still getting the job done, but mm-hmm. he's got a so, few question marks going into next year. But yeah, I agree with you. I guess it's kind of like a either get one of the top three or don't bother. But then, at the same no. time, I'm is a home is very disappointing. Which is what I always did. Is like, I'm not. I'm not wasting on the top three. I can get by with ninth
1: or 10th, um, but I just yeah. got to a point where I'm like, I can't, it hurts my heart too
0: much. I got to stop doing that. Got to <laughs> so, stop streaming Baker Mayfield, Nick Mullins.
1: Well, I would always get like
0: Derek Carr. I mean, it
1: worked out one, it worked out one year where I got Brady in the ninth and that's where he had like his MVP type season that she should have been the MVP, but he was QB one. I got lucky there, but then I did it again the next year. Not the same result. Not the same so, result. Well,
0: I guess I need to learn that lesson because I've never really truly done that. Um so
1: time for <laughs> me to a, learn it. It's a roller coaster, my friend. Let me tell you. it's I'm just gonna coaster. get a couple of crappy ones and just stream them all year. Yes. It, yeah. Oh man. I mean, you did get fortunate, CJ Stroud being a stud. But and again, that's the frustrating thing. So that would be one of your overproducers as well, mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. And doesn't do me any good next year. <laughs> like as, well, as exactly. The next year's going to be a fourth-round
0: pick. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Fickle beast. What do we do this yeah. for? Why are we what? doing this? Why do you know what? I quit. We... I quit
0: forever. This <laughs> is our last tomorrow. podcast. This is my last <laughs> fantasy league of all time. Goodbye. Signing <laughs> until... off. K-Troll. <laughs> off <the laughs> One mic.
1: last time, I'm out. Goodbye. That's K-Troll off anymore. the mic. I refuse to fold said cheese. Um, so until next time. <laughs> so until next time, Kemper. Uh, but actually, it is that time. So will we see Kemper next week? I don't know. It might just be me. But for all the frustrations, we're still here for now. Um, So until next time, I'm Ron Burgundy. Keep on folding. Maybe fold it?
0: Fold it?